Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 342 for patch 7.1.5. We are a podcast about the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root. And this is Freckleface. Coming up in episode number 342 of HearthCast, the mounting problem with artifact power, and Root gets a fishing achievement? This podcast is made possible through the kind support of our Patreons. Your kind support is what keeps us going through high water and everything else. So hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Roots. How has your week been in the Blizzard universe? Ooh, lots of fun stuff. Really? Like what? Yeah, um, backing up a couple weeks, so I finished all of the Darkening of Tristram content for Diablo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had started it with my husband, and he made us go on Torment Oh, Ugh, to start out with, so it was, it was kind of rough. Did he lay down the gauntlet and say, Torment or nothing? Uh, yeah, yeah, really, because he wanted the whole shebang, the whole experience. It's very nostalgic about the whole thing. Well, I mean, and that's exactly what it was for, so I can see that happening. Yeah, so we had played for about three hours, and one of the bosses that we had done, he was very disappointed in. In the boss? Yeah, one of the bosses that just didn't have the same uh, creepy feeling that it had in the original. Oh, so it didn't have the nostalgia tickle or whatever he wanted, that scratch. yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to get him to finish up with me, and... You know, never could. He just kept procrastinating. Mm. And I also finally realized you had to do the whole thing solo to be able to get the butcher pet. Oh. He had to start a new level one character, go into the uh, labyrinth, do all 16 levels by yourself. Wow. Okay. So I did that, made a character in easy mode, and then followed the clues outside and uh, messed with the cows and went to the cow level. Oh, you went to the cow that. level? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. There's not that much to it. No, there's not. But I got a new cow pet, so. Well, that's cool. There's that. Oh, wait, you got the same one I've got now? I think so. The one that's got like the, it walks around standing up and the udders on the front? Uh, or do you do like I a special one? I think it stands one? up. Yeah, I think it's oh, a special one. Cool. Yeah. yeah. In uh, Warcraft, I finished the quest line to open up uh, Nighthold. Even though you don't need it to open up Nighthold, like it is really cool to see how the storyline went, like how you go from. Just sneaking into Suramar City under under the skies of one of the Nightfallen to, you know, an open attack to, you know, actually infiltrating, you know, the heart of the city. Spoilers? Whatever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was really cool. And I happened to get a legendary <gasps> from Blingtron, of all things. From Blingtron? Blingtron 6000. It just happened to be in Dalaran. I don't have the schematic to make it a my engineer, so I kind of rely on other people. Right, so right now you have Ghetto Blingtron. Yeah, I have Ghetto Blingtron. Yeah, yeah, nobody likes Ghetto Blingtron. I know. One of them beat up my Blingtron, too. And one shot yeah, at it. One it shot one at it. shot at it, which was awesome, because <laughs> Blingtron 5000s will fight each other. And I guess I guess the 6000s well, will. will. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, whichever one's higher will win. I mean, yeah. If there's two of the same type, then they'll just fight until, I don't know. I always thought it was the one that was newest one, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Like the you, one that was, you might be right, yeah. The one that just got put down will beat out the one because that would not make much sense. Yeah, because then there's less of a timer. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, but it's crazy. Just like, you know, get regular Blingtron used to getting vendor trash and all of a sudden, yeah. like, oh, there's a 950 ring. Wow. 950. Wow. 
And it's got this crazy ability where all of my hunter pets have all of the skills possible. Oh, neat. Yeah. That's cool. So like typically it's divided by families, you know, like if these pets are fast, these pets are strong. I'm going to have this ring on. They all have all of them. Well, they're all fast and strong. Yeah. Neat. So that was really exciting. And uh, tell me about you. Well, as you mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I did some fishing and I did get some fishing achievements, including my artifact fishing pool, which we'll talk about here coming up. Got into, we're both really getting into uh, Mythic Dungeons and the, uh, you know, we're going with Dead Guy. He's been on the show a lot of times before for new listeners. Um, and he required us to gym and enchant what we had because I'd kind of not done that, this expansion yet. And I kind of forgot how expensive that can be. <laughs> it adds up. And uh, so when Jim Enchanted were running uh, Mythics, I'm getting some gear from that, and that's cool. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of it's like from the quests that are in there, and that's always fun. And like you, I also got a legendary. Awesome. Uh, legendary headpiece. Don't remember where I got it from or uh, what it does. I did so. not get very long to gloat, though. When I first no, got my didn't. ring, you were mad. <laughs> I was not mad. I was very happy for you. But RNG, yeah, even a little bit, you're yeah. like, "Where's my legendary?" Yeah, I, I and was. you got yours like what the next day? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, RNG's not been good to me this expansion. Yeah. Not really. Uh, but yeah, it was really nice to get that. Um, it really helps out. It really, really does help out. I also had a, a night of just everything happening at once. So we were running. Um, Nighthold or no, I don't know what dungeon we were running. So we're running a dungeon in Suramar, whichever one the ones that is in there. Well, we did Court of Stars and then Arcway. In both of those, there were world quests, and that helped us out a lot. And there were some, I just everything happened where at the very end of that, I was like, well, I've got a couple more quests to do for Suramar because I'm still working on the Suramar rep. So I went over to Felshold Hold to do some, you know, quests that were there, world quests that were there. Go to start shooting down some some of those the evil birds that fly around in there. And I start doing that, and suddenly all kinds of quests and achievements start popping left and right. So I got my uh, Good Samaritan. I got Exalted, which, oh, you awesome. know, all this stuff started to happen. I was like, what is going on? And that opened up the rest of the quest line series. So now I'm just, I am finishing out the quest line in Suomar. And I, I really, for the first time, I think, for me anyhow, and maybe it's the first time I paid attention to it. The quest line seems to be funneling down into something. Whereas before I kind of felt very disjointed with quest lines and past mm-hmm. expansions. Yeah, they're kind of leading up to something, but then you do this weird dungeon that's disconnected, has nothing to do with anything else. Right, it's like, right. oh, what's going on there? Kind of like uh, open-ended storylines in a lot of other expansions. And I really feel this funnel in this one. We have to go... I mean, I, I, you know I don't like Stormwater City very much at all. <laughs> But it just seems like this funnel to, to everything is coming to a, an end, a point, there in Suramar City. I'm still behind you and where you are in your progression of the quest line. But it's very cool. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm standing with a bunch of people ready. Now that, you know, we're ready to invade Suramar or do something. But now I have to go in and, like, kill a bunch of people first. Which is really weird when you think about it. Why is that? Well, they got an army. We've been training this army. We've been training these guys to go ahead and do this. is what they've been training for. They're like, okay, everybody, this is what we've been training for. We're going to invade. We're going to do this. But uh, first, um, Root, can you go in and like, kill like the five really bad guys and kill about 20 or so of the other ones? <laughs> Just soften it up for us a little bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it, it, it makes sense once you finish it. It all kind of ties together. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. 
And it was kind of cool how they replaced my portal. I'm like, well, why, why am I getting another portal? I had a portal there. What are you doing? Oh, I got another portal. Yeah, you don't want a portal there now. There's demons there. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's no yeah. longer safe. And then I kind of made a mistake. And I realized this afterwards that I made this mistake. When I was fishing, and I did a lot of fishing, which I said before we talked about fishing. We'll be talking more about it here in a sec. I had already hit 800, and I didn't need all these extra fish for, you know, they give you the five plus five fish. Oh, the rare fish that you yeah. catch, yeah. So I sold them all. Oh. Yeah, I made 15K gold. Nice. In a way. Uh-huh. But then you pointed out my mistake. Because then I had to go back and level my artifact weapon, which we'll talk, or artifact fishing pole, which we'll talk about. Had I kept those fish, <laughs> <laughs> I could have used them to level up my fishing pole. Oh, so I can go back and buy the back. No, I didn't do that. I just no. went and fished for more. No. But, you know, that's, you know, it's just one of those things like I had it, but I didn't think about the long term of it. I thought about, hey, I can put these up in the auction house. But, you know, I was able to finish up my week by making 15K gold, which was nice. But, it, you know, it kind of helped off offset the amount of money I spent on <laughs> enchanting and gymming. <laughs> right. See, and that's the thing is you, you don't, you say to yourself, how can someone have no gold? Because they're enchanting and gymming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was really weird. The ver- for the very first time, I enchanted and gymmed and did not replace anything on the first run. Because <laughs> I was sure. <laughs> that's the curse, it, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. You spend all the gold enchanting and gymming. The first thing that drops, replaces it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. But it didn't happen, so I was kind of happy about that. But yeah, that's been our week in the Blizzard universe. As we know, this expansion has been all about the weapon. It has a name. It has an origin. It has history that you have to discover. And by powering it up with the artifact power, you enhance your spells and abilities. You know, gone are the days where we have to go back to the trainer and, you know, do rank two of this spell. Gone are the days where our talents actually enhanced our basic spells. I kind of miss those days. Or our glyphs enhanced our basic spells. I kind of miss those days, too. It's all about the artifacts now. Yeah, now you have to go back and level up your artifacts. You still got to go back, which, right. you know, I like that part. And it becomes a progression in and of itself. As you get through the in-game content, you get more and more artifact power, you get more and more powerful. Now, the tricky thing about this, and this is what's unique to Legion, is that the artifact power locks you into a particular spec. Since with the current system, you earn an item that grants artifact power, and that amount is a variable depending on your artifact knowledge, and then you apply it to the currently equipped artifact. And then with the artifact power applied to the weapon, you purchase traits. You can always refund the traits and kind of reset that, that grid thing, but not the artifact power itself that's always applied to that weapon. Right. So one of the things that was confusing to me in this whole gamut of the artifact power and artifact knowledge and everything was that the more knowledge you had, the more power you're able to get when you pick up like one of the tokens or you rewarded something in a quest or daily or whatever. Right. So it's kind of like in the real world sense of it is the more you know how to use something, the better off you use. It's kind of like our cooking levels. You know, we, yeah. we, we got three stars in the cooking level and the recipes because we know how to make that well so we don't waste as much material when we're making it. Right. But to a little bit more extreme, you know, like uh, my mage, um, who I don't play very much, 
when she gets an artifact power item, it's still granting her about 300 or so. Right. Yeah. You know, as opposed to on my hunter, I'm getting, you know, 50,000 from an item. Yeah, I'm getting like 119,000. No, 11,000. But I got like oh. one that was over 100,000 for doing something the other night. And I was like, geez, Louise. Yeah. So we want to talk about how it locks you into a particular spec. We know when you level up, when you are 100 and you want to go pursue an artifact, you only have the choice of you pick one. And then you can't pursue another one until you hit 102. So for those two levels, that decision does matter. But they've taken it to an extreme now so that basically whatever spec you've picked at the beginning of the expansion, you're kind of stuck with. Now, if you're like a lot of people, maybe you want to try out a different spec or maybe you want to go dual spec. Maybe you want to have one spec for raids, one spec for questing, you know, et cetera. So then what happens? With the current system, it prevents you from making an accurate comparison. I was a Beastmaster Hunter. I still am. Beastmaster Hunter for, you know, three months or so. I had my gun. I had a lot of artifact power in my gun. And then I kept hearing, oh, Marksman is better. You know, you need to go Marksman if you're going to do good DPS. So I switched to Marksman. And I got a bow. Well, now my DPS is terrible compared to when it is, what it is with my gun. Well, you got a paper towel for a bowl right now. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. So I really have no way of seeing which one is actually better unless I go to my gun, remove all the traits, and just kind of play with them both at base level. That mm, doesn't sound like fun. No, it's not fun. It also makes it really discouraging to try out a new spec. You know, when I was kind of playing around with the idea of doing a marksman, I got some really cool spells and abilities. I was kind of getting used to the rotation. But then I just couldn't deal with being so much more underpowered than I was when I was in Beastmaster. Sure. So you went back to Beastmaster. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I had that exact same thing happen. If you recall, in December, when we had our local Orlando WoW Meetup Christmas get-together... We had one of our listeners come up, who's another warlock, and we had a big warlock discussion. And he was touting the benefits of being demonology. And I was not. I was destruction. And he was like, no, man, demonology is where it's at. You got to be a demonologist. And so I went home, and I'm like, all right, let me, let me try this out. And I looked at the numbers, and the numbers were great. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And I switched and I already had the, the demonology thing. I started going. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I bottomed out at the bottom of the TPS charts. <laughs> What's going on? And then, like you've already said, it's because my artifact weapon is junk at that point. Now, unlike you, I stuck with it because demonology is a lot of fun. and But it did prevent me. Uh, from doing, you know, what I want to do with Mythic Dungeons and anything else because I was so, so low. So it does, it is, it's a barrier that they've created. And unless you've just got a plethora of time on your hand to level everything, and then, geez, I don't know. Now, one interface issue is that the artifact power can accidentally get applied to the wrong weapon. Oh. I, I've seen requests for add-ons that give you confirmation box yeah. before you before you use artifact power so basically if you have uh for you you were your mage right right so you're arcane and fire for instance yes actually i mostly fire okay but when i go through low level dungeons i like to arcane. use my arcane explosion okay so you just run um icc so i run icc i have my arcane weapon equipped right you come out i, of ICC. I log out <laughs> i right. see where this is going 
you know, a few days later, log back in. Oh, I see I have artifact power items in my bag. Let me use those. Oh, they just got applied to the wrong weapon. You just, yeah, you just buffed up your arcane, yeah. which you're not using. I'm not using, yeah. Because you're already running low dungeons and blowing stuff up anyhow. Right. And you can't refund that because there's no refunding of artifact power once you've applied it to the knowledge. Right, Or right. to the weapon, rather. Right. Jeez. Yeah, so we kind of want to look at, is this a problem? Because here's the thing. We're getting to the middle of the expansion, and this is typically where they will start making things less restrictive. True. That's typically yeah. their pattern. They'll make something very difficult. For example, they'll they'll put in like a long attunement quest or something or other, or you know, stick us on the ground. Yeah. And then you know, midway through, it's like, okay, well, you can fly, and you don't have to do all this, and you can it just make things easier. It's kind of like once they let you fly, let you do just about anything else. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of want to look at the pros and cons of locking us into a spec. You know, on the one hand, it does give altaholics a reason to make a second tune in the same class. So if you decide, I want a priest that's a really strong healer, you know, you have that character, don't pick up any other artifacts, and just level that spec, and you can make a separate priest that does the shadow. Can I ask you a question on that? Yes. What is the time difference in having another tune or just a different spec? Is it you know what I think I know what it I've, I What's think I'm answering my own question. Okay. It's availability of the of the world quest. Mm. Because if I'm on tune, if I'm on tune A, my my uh, holy priest, I have all these world quests available to me that are granting me artifact power. I do them all as holy. I apply my artifact knowledge or power to my weapon and everything. Yeah, that's cool. I can't switch specs and do those same world quests. But if I switch a no. tune, right. those world quests right. are still available to me. So now I see. Right. And also the relics that are awarded. Right. You can get relics for either spec that you have the artifact for. Yes. You know, so if you were doing one priest that's doing both, you will get either, you know, shadow or holy relics. But if you had two separate tunes and they only picked up the one artifact, you would only get relics for either one. Right. It makes sense. That's That's a good point. Now, what I do like about the design behind this is that the intent is to force you to make your spec choice significant. Yeah, it matters. Yeah. Um, I can remember from expansions past where, depending on the, the makeup of the group, people switch specs. So it's like, okay, we have, we've got this mage, uh, we need this, you know, this, this, okay, you're a warlock. For this one, could you go affliction? You know, or whatever. It would happen. Whereas this one, it matters the choices that you're making to begin with, with your team, or you're just you as an individual, that choice matters more. Right. It's a pendulum swing. You know, cuz remember they always do. Yeah, yeah, remember what it took to be able to change specs. You know, it went from 1000 gold right to 10 to nothing well, to for, now. Yeah, it was crazy cuz what happens like first it was like okay, we're we're announcing dual spec. Everyone's like loses their mind. Right, right, <gasps> right. It's going to be 10,000 gold or no, wasn't it? It was 1000, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah, that. 1, yeah, 1000, yeah. People were like Oh, that's cool. That's great. And I'm like, by the way, we're reducing that cost. Oh my gosh, they're reducing the cost. <laughs> we're making this free. Oh my gosh, this is free. Everybody's losing their mind. And they're like, okay. Um, and now we're kind of going to gimpy on that. And everyone's like, that's a great idea too. <laughs> <laughs> well, now now you're locked in by time rather right. than rather than money. Yeah, yeah. But your character, the artifact knowledge that they gain, that's theirs, right? That's true. So let's say I want to change specs. I want to try survival right now. 
it's still going to be a lot faster for me to level up survival than it was for me to level up beast hunter. Right, because you've got that yeah, power and or the knowledge. It, knowledge because every object I'm picking up is giving me you know forty thousand, a hundred thousand. It's just going to go a lot faster. So that is the one uh, catch up mechanism they added in there. And with the seven point one point five, when you, to get that artifact knowledge, you don't necessarily have to wait it out. You have to put in the order hall resources. But you don't have to wait for those work orders to come back. You can just purchase them outright. Right. Yep. We're putting in time to get knowledge. We're doing quests to pick up the artifact power. That represents a lot of time. It does. I think one of the issues is we are given... Blizzard likes to do what I call the illusion of choice. How's that? We think we're being able to do something, and we're really not being able to do something. So right now, as you've already pointed out, we're kind of forced into making a decision and sticking with that decision, and we are hindered from switching specs. So we're putting in time and effort to get artifact knowledge and artifact power, but we aren't able to do what we want to with that power. The knowledge is ours. We get that, but once we get these things for artifact power, we have to spend them on you know whatever's going to make us better at the time, not what we want to do. Yeah, it's tough because yeah, it's like you're saying, if artifact knowledge really does represent time spent, you know we should be able to do what we want with it. Now, granted, that's the same argument that some people make for being able to change classes, as in like I should just be able to change my warlock to a mage. Oh yeah, like I'm tired of being a warlock. I'm going to go be a mage. Yeah, like I put yeah. in all this time and in this tune. But I don't think it's the same. I don't either, just because of the 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 lore behind everything, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you either going to be in this game, your character is going to choose a path. If they are a healer, they're a healer. If they're a warlock, they're a warlock. If they're a mage, they're a mage. That is something that the elements and everything else and the demonic powers. It's just there's history behind that class. Because you're not suddenly going to be a warlock and go. Actually, I've had a change of heart, and now um, I think I need to be a paladin. It just that doesn't happen because that's it's in your person, in your persona, in your DNA of that character. So yeah, that's can't do that. Yeah. But when it comes to applying artifact power, to me, I'm just stu- I'm stuck on that. I think you should be able to be able to do something with it. It's not. I don't think it should be locked into the weapon. So let's say their argument is, well, we want your artifact's weapon to represent the time that you spent with it. Okay. Well, here's the problem. You unlock appearances and the variations of those by using that specific weapon. So there's your time. Right. And your experience. Like each artifact has its own hidden appearance. And you unlock variations by doing things with that artifact weapon. Right. There's one like if you... Um, doing entire quest line to its completion, you're given uh, the appearance, what it looks right. like. And that's it's like, okay, well, then you would know, hey, that's a cool appearance. How'd you get that? Well, I finished the entire quest. Oh, man, that's really cool. Right. And the thing is, with the current system, you don't have to have used the weapon at all to be able to get artifact power for it. Like, oh, I, yeah. can, I can go out, I can do a bunch of world quests, get a bunch of artifact power items. They're sitting in my bag. I can switch specs and apply them. Mm. So if if through that mechanism I'm able to decide how to use that power, you know, why not let me, you know, refund it, use it however I want to. So here's what I'm thinking is an easy fix. 
You make artifacts power a currency. The items still work the same way. They still You still get them as a reward. There's still a variable amount depending on the knowledge that you have. But it just goes into your currency pane of general artifact power. Now, when you're at your order hall and you're examining a weapon and you see that, um, that grid, now you use that currency for traits. Apply them the same way. And then you make that artifact power refundable. Now, when you say refundable... Do you mean back into artifact power or do yes. you mean back in? So you mean back in? So yeah, as in like, you know, five months into expansion, you decide you want to change specs. You should be able to go and remove all the artifact power from the one you're using and apply it to the other spec. With how much of a penalty? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. So how much is Blizzard going to keep of that when it, you make that yeah, change? Yeah, it definitely has to be a penalty. It has to be something that you shouldn't be doing often. It should be something that you do you know, maybe once or twice an expansion and that's about it. So you have the option to do it, but it's not feasible to do it frequently. And where would you do that? Would you have to go back to your order hall? Yeah. Right. So the yeah. same place you apply the traits where right. you go back and refund the traits right. and reapply the traits and everything else. Okay. Yeah. So then you have to look into, well, what's a reasonable penalty? What would be enough so that people can do it once, but not frequently? I don't know. I'm thinking a percentage. I always go with percentages on that. I'm thinking like 10%, 20% type thing. 20% what? Of however much you have in it. Oh, see, I was thinking you had to pay gold. No, you don't want that because no, no because then it becomes, you know, w- here's the dangerous slippery slope we're on. Okay. The token. Once you have the token in the game, which we already do, and there's money associated, real world money associated with that token. If we now put gold into the refunding and purchasing of artifact power, WoW just became play to win. But you're not purchasing Or pay it. to win. So you, you, what you're saying is you can't purchase artifact power with gold. No, no, no. no. But can't. it costs you gold to refund it? Yeah, basically if you want to change specs, it costs gold again. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. No? I wouldn't do it. So no. you would do what? What are you suggesting? You actually take a hit on the amount of artifact uh, power that you have. Oh. So if you if let's just go with easy and we say a thousand points at artifact power, I would get you know nine hundred back. So I would get ten okay. percent of it. Back. All right. So if if I have put in a total of like you know five million, then whatever I would get ten percent of five million. Right. Take that off. I'm not doing math right now. It's too early. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then I would get five hundred thousand less. Yes. Back. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the decision, is, and it could be a higher percentage, too. Maybe it's, you know, the more you want to take out, the more percent. I don't know what it'd be, but it might scale is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But it makes that decision more difficult. What I didn't like about the swapping of the specs in, pe- in previous expansions was it became more of let's do the best we can do with our characters to get this boss down, not let's do the best we can do with the characters, how we like to play them to get this boss down. It became too cookie cutter for me. And it became cookie cutter to the point where you were cookie cutter on the boss. Like, okay, for this boss, you need to be this back hunter. You need to be a beast master, warlock. You need to be demonology. Uh, Preach, you need to be shadow. You need to be holy. You need to be whatever, whatever it was. And then, and again, it got even further when we had all of the glyphs. Because it was, okay, you need to be this spec with this glyph. It's like, we are getting really cookie cutter on this yeah. boss. And I didn't like that. So given the point where I don't want to see that come back in. So I don't want someone to, you know, you're about to down a boss. And goes, okay, let me look at your artifact weapon. Present your artifact weapon. 
present all your traits. Okay, you need to go respect none of these traits. I don't want that. I can see that. So I don't want to come in and go, okay, what are you? You're a demonologist. Well, I mean, we really need you to be destruction, and we really need these traits on the weapon. So go refund everything and get it done and then come back. Now, if there's gold involved in that, now, now again, it's like I don't want that in there at all because just to me, it's, that's wrong. But if there's a substantial penalty and that I'm losing artifact power every time I respect my weapon, then it becomes, all right, let's just let's give it what we got with what we have as a team right now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Do you think they'll do it? No. No. I really don't. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Right now, and now you probably notice the same thing. I am finishing up. I'm in the middle of finishing up the uh, quest line in Stormheart City. I think I'm like 80% of the way through. Just about everything I'm doing right now is rewarding me with artifact power. I do a quest. I kill somebody. I hand somebody some arc wine. I go find some dissidents, whatever they are. People who want to join our forces. Go kill five guards, release some prisoners. Oh, man. You know the one we have to release the prisoners? Yeah, that one's super annoying. Well, here's what bothered me about that a lot. I mean, I actually was like bothered by it. I had the keys. I had enough keys to, you know, turn the little energy cells off, right? There's three people. Person on the left, person on the right, little kid in the middle. A kid. Yeah. I couldn't release the kid. Why not? It, it wasn't clickable. Huh. I can't, I can't release a kid. That bothered me. <laughs> like, I want to free the kid. Poor, Poor little kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man. And then I was like, why is this game affecting me like this? <laughs> <laughs> but my point is this. There is a ton, a ton of ways to get artifact power in the game. So I wish they would, but I think an easier answer for them right now is just go quest. Right. Spend the time and then level up another weapon. It's like, oh, geez, guys, come on. I, you know, family, life, you know, everything else. <laughs> you got to prepare for a podcast. Got a studio to rebuild. Right, come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be nice. I would like to see that as a currency. And it might get, because like you said, we're at the point in the, in the expansion where they tend to make things easier. We got the blood trader not too long ago. That's made things really fun. I had a world quest in Suramar where I had to turn in um, some fell slate. Man, I go buy them a blood of Sargeras. Yeah, and then don't you get the blood of Sargeras back? Yeah, yeah. you don't get a one for one. You you know you get a like. Yeah, I, that's what I don't give them to him. Like that's a terrible exchange rate. It really a lot was. Of times. <laughs> it wasn't the best. But I guess if you really want the rep, it's easy. Yeah, but. and I was like, I don't really want to go to the auction house. I'm closer. <laughs> I'll just go buy this yeah. from here. I have plenty of bloods of Sargeras right now. So, so yeah, I mean it's it's food for thought. If we could exchange our artifact power, what would we do and how would we do it and what kind of penalty, if at all, would be there and would it be gold or not? We're interested to hear what you guys have to say. Hit us up on the uh, Twitters or email us at podcast at hearthcast.com. Now, Freck, you know that I am not the most avid fisherman in the world of Warcraft. That's an understatement. It pretty much is. Um, sometimes I used to enjoy it like on a Sunday morning with nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. Just go fish for a little bit, wait for the rest of the household to wake up. It wasn't loud and you didn't really get a lot, but you know, so I just kind of let it go. And then last episode, 341, we were talking about the blood of Sojaris. You know, in our notes, it said that the, you could get it by fishing up if you had the artifact fishing pole. 
And we both kind of glossed over that. And I kind of went, artifact fishing pole? What is that all about? So when I looked, probably for the second time in this game, something happened to me. I saw something, what it looked like, and I said, it will be mine. Oh, yes, it will be mine. <laughs> what was the first one? It was a helm that has horns on it. It's really oh, cool skull helm. Yeah. yeah, it was like, I got to have that helm. I got to have Nothing it. Nothing else yeah. matters. It didn't. Yeah. And um, so I got the helm. And I'm like, you know what? What is it going to take to get this fishing pole? Admittedly, in the past, you have been talking about these cool little fishing raid groups you get with, and you have fun, all kinds of fishing and all that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Sounds like fun. Sounds like a waste of time. Mm -hmm. I got in one, and this whole thing, it was really cool. So here's the deal. This artifact fishing pole is awarded to you a little bit after you get the achievement called Bigger Fish to Fry, which is fishing up a whopping 18 rare fish in uh, Legion. Sounds pretty easy, but it's a little more complicated than that because there's several layers involved in how you get said rare fish. Now, straightforward, I kind of followed a guide I found on Wowhead. It didn't go exactly how I liked it, so I kind of changed up how I did it. But it all starts with visiting Conjure Margos who's on a floating island right outside of Dalaran, right past the little pet battle area. Now, if you're a demon hunter, you can just, you know, glide down there. Or if you have a goblin glider. You can use a goblin glider. You can also slow fall as a mage. So there's several ways to get over there. And there's another way to get over there. If you go into the sewers in Dalaran, over where the black market uh, auction house is, fish off to the side. There's not in a pool, just in regular water. You can fish up a, uh, a teleporting device that'll take you over there. It just ports you over. So a couple ways to get over there. Now, once you're there, Conjurer Margos will have a couple quests for you. Very simple quest. Go fish. You fiss up some drowned mana. You give it to him. He's like, yay, here's a, a what is it, a lure? He was like a little lure. So the cool part about this, and this you mentioned it several times, and I kind of went, oh, that sounds like fishing stuff, and I didn't pay attention to it. <laughs> but while you're fishing there, you have a chance to fish up this visage or, visage or something of, of, of Aquos, or Aqua OS as I like to call him. And you throw that back in the water, and this big old water elemental spawns. Everybody kills them down, or just you if you're alone. And then for the next couple of minutes, all you get out of that water is drowned mana, which is used as a currency from Home Slice over there, Conjurer Margos. Right. So what you do is you use a group finder, get in a drowned mana fishing group, and then with that many people that item drops a lot more frequently. So about every two minutes or so, you're fighting Aquos. Yeah, sometimes less than that. Yeah. I've been in a couple. and One, I had to leave because the guy running the group was just rude. Like he was making whoever got like you, because you see everybody else fishing, what right, they're right, fishing right. up. And all of a sudden there's like a green mark of Aquos, whatever it is. And as soon as he sees somebody with it, he was calling them out by name. It might me would have an add on. I don't know. He was just like, throw the sigil under the water, freckle face. Like, dude, I know what to do. And like every <laughs> single, like, throw it, throw it now. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what I have found is other groups I've been in, you know someone's got it because they start jumping. Oh, okay. And they jump a little bit, and then people will like put away their fishing pole and get their weapons ready, and then he'll throw it in, and then you fight, and then you go back to fishing. Cool. So very cool. I got myself a total of 60 arcane lures. And here's the pattern. It's very simple. You go fish in schools until you catch either a rare bait or a rare object that you can use then to catch the 
rare fish. You get about a two-minute buff on that. Now, some things are different. Some things not, you're not fishing for it at all. In fact, there's one, you got to chase a dude around who drops fish everywhere. And you had that one, and the first time you used it, you didn't realize he was dropping fish everywhere. You're like, what am I supposed to <laughs> oh, do? Yeah, there was the Merlot guy. And the first, yeah. I knew all the other um, rare fish you throw them back in the water. So I used it at the water. So this Merlock's like running across the water. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I couldn't attack him. <laughs> Nothing else spawned. He was dropping fish and it was going under the water. He was going under the water. <laughs> and they're also really tiny. Yes, It's like they even are. later when I did do it again, I, I would have had no idea to run over the fish to capture them. Right, because everything else in a while, you typically click on it. You don't run over it. I mean, there are some yeah. things you run over, but this one, yeah. It's, it's a little different. different. Yeah. All so right. I always advise people to go read on, on the different rare fish and what to do. Because one of them is like you put a piece of raw or spoiled beef on the ground and it attracts a fly. So you got to click on that fly to get that lure. That fly becomes your lure. Then you can catch up. The, right. So. so using the lure gives you a chance to fish up the bait. And then using the bait gives you a chance to fish up the rare item. Right. Or it may not be the bait. It may be an object that gives you the bait. So it may not be the lure directly. Like, for instance, your murloc. You fish, you get the thing that summons the murloc, you, you use the murloc, you collect the fish from the murloc, and then all right, use so, that. All so. right, so you're either fishing up the rare fish directly, or you're fishing up some sort of object that will spawn something. Yes. That gives you the rare fish. Right. Gotcha. Now, the uh, the rare fish that you do catch at that point in time will give you a plus five for fishing once you throw it back in the water, and that works all the way up to 800. Now, as we talked about before, uh, I after I hit 800, I sold all mine. And, Freck, you've kept yours, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, for the first time in the expansion, space, bag space, became an issue for me because of all the fish I was catching. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these fish? And I was keeping them for a while. And luckily, I'm a goblin, and I'll use my, my, my pack hobgoblin, and I was throwing stuff back in the bank about every, you know, was it, 30 minutes. I threw a lot of stuff in the bank. I'm like, I don't really need this. I don't know why I'm carrying this. <laughs> You See, know? that's why we can't sell our bags once you're done with them. That's uh, why they're soul bound yeah. and storing fish in them. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Now, once you have caught all 18 rare fish and you get the achievement, you don't, well, you don't really get the achievement. You catch up all 18 fish. Now you have the ability to catch a luminous pearl in any school. So go pick one that doesn't have like a lot of mobs around it and fish. It took me about five minutes to fish this up. It actually starts a quest. It's a pretty funny quest, in my opinion. It tells you you got to take this pearl to Cadgar. You give the pearl to Cadgar. Cadgar's like, what? I don't know what this is. Yeah, maybe you should go talk to Marsha Chase over there by the Dalaran Fountain. Which is just like, okay, this is my leader. He's supposed to know everything. <laughs> and he's just like, what? <laughs> that's nice. He's got like a patch on the head. That's nice. You brought me a little <laughs> pearl. That's, that's, so, that's so pretty. You're supposed to be looking for the Tide Stone. Don't bring me a pearl. Right? <laughs> you know, what are you doing out there? You're, you're fishing. What? Go talk to somebody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leave me to fighting and restoring. No, he, he's a good leader. He um, did he delegate? He delegates. Don't tell me. <laughs> Don't tell me he delegated. Delegates. <laughs> now that's half of it, right? <laughs> so with Marsha, uh, who she's been there forever too, hasn't she? She was an old dollar and she yeah. used to give me the fishing dailies. You've been there forever. So yeah. you go to Marsha, you give her a pearl. She's like, oh, cool. And, and now you have this giant pearl floating above the fountain in Dalaran. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's nice. Now, when the pearl's there and you're admiring the pearl, Nat Pagel shows up. He's like, sup, bro? Is he sober? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Pretty, pretty much. And Nat's like, 
hey, I need your help because there's this huge fishing frenzy thing going on and I need I need some help over here. We're like, okay, cool. You enter a scenario. And the first thing you do in this little scenario is you got to kill all the murlocs in this area. No time limit. Just, you know, casually go. There's a couple groups. Just, you know, like probably 15, 20 groups. Just go kill them all. As soon as you kill them all, then he's like, okay, now, now that they're all dead, now we can focus on fishing because look at this pond is full of fish. And there's a bunch of little ghouls in, in, in this pond. And you're fishing up albino frenzies, 15 of them. And it happens pretty quick. Sometimes when you do like the fishing, then a mob spawns, you got to kill the mob. No big deal. And then you get to defeat a boss. And the boss's name is... Um, yeah, it's <laughs> M-G-L-R-R-P, which is exactly what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> now, here, here's, here's where it gets a little weird, right? So you, the boss is not a difficult fight. Fight him down, beat him down, he's dead. And then that Pagel decides, you know what? I'm going to decapitate this boss. All right. Which, okay. Par for the course of Warcraft. Because he thinks that his skull looks interesting. Okay. It's actually like a thing on the top of his skull, but he gets decapitated. And then he tells you to go take this skull back to Marsha. Because she'll know what to do with it. Okay. I'm like, this lady gave me quests and everything else. Why am I going to bring her a decapitated skull from a murloc? That pig crazy. He might be drinking. Yeah, I think yeah. you're on <laughs> So you go back to Marsha and you're like, hey, um, not to be awkward or anything, um, but Nat Pagel gave me the skull to give you this. And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, I know to do with this. And I can whips out, and that's where you get, the, you get the fishing pole. She makes a uh. fishing pole out of the skull, which now doesn't look anything like the skull, but it's got, it's got arms and legs now. Yeah. Wait, you just brought back the head, right? Yeah. But Where did the arms and legs come from? I think extra bones in the skull. She made like little dangling arms and legs oh, out of her gross. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's, it's, it reminds me of one of those fish from like the bottom of the ocean that had like this, the, the teeth. Yeah, and yeah. The yeah, lantern. With, the, with the lantern, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of one of those. Those are creepy. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. Now, it's an artifact. Fishing pole. It does have appearances, by the way. All it changes is the fishing line color. <laughs> it's like red, green, or blue. Thanks, Blizz. <laughs> it's way to Something. go. Now, since it's artifact, you have to level it up. You have to have artifact power to level up this fishing pole. Now, we just got through talking about how we acquire artifact power for our weapons in the game of World of Warcraft. How we apply it, how can you misapply it, everything else. Well, luckily, we do this completely different for uh, the artifact fishing pole. You cannot apply... You cannot apply your weapon artifact power to the fishing pole. It's a different type of artifact power. Oh, where do you get it from then? You get it by fishing up the same fish that you've just been catching the entire time. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. The rare ones. The rare ones. Yeah. So I can't just buy fish with the Don't lotus think so. No. No. This is where I wanted to see because you kept your fish. I sold mine. You kept yours. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if you can if that applies as, as artifact power to the fishing pole or not. We'll have to see this. Now, here's the cool thing. You get cool traits. Number one, each point that you put into the artifact increases the duration of your bait by 8%, including your rare bait. And that's that plays into a point here. Some of the traits you get. You can teleport to the nearest school. But that's limited about two to 300 yards away. It's got a five-minute cooldown. So... Mm. Yeah, cool. But and also like it's not an immediate. I thought it'd be like a blink. 
And it's just like... It's like a cast. I could be there by the time I'm done casting. It allows you to walk and fish on water. Okay. So if you don't have that angler's raft. You can walk around. Yeah. You do get the chance to fish up the blood of Sagaris, which is where this all started. You get the fish render's blessing, which turns you into a giant shark-looking fish with a horrible underbite. But you can swim underwater. Underwater breathing comes with it. You're a fish. That's cool. Yeah. And you swim fast, Ooh. like faster than a druid's aquatic form. So you swim pretty fast. I actually used this the other day. Uh, here's the thing. You have to, for these traits to take effect, you have to have the fishing pole equipped. Yeah, makes sense. And does it work outside of Legion? I haven't used it outside of Legion yet. Okay. So I was just in, uh, I was doing that thing where you have to align some kind of beacons underneath Azure Bay. And I was, I said, well, let me fish up down here. And so I turned myself into fish. You go right really fast. Yeah. I can, that quest is super annoying otherwise. Yeah. It takes you a yeah. while. Even so, as with a warlock with underwater breathing, and I have a little bit of a swim speed boost with that, this was fast. And so it was kind of neat. Now, remember, you have to have your wep- your fishing pole equipped. So your weapon's not equipped. So you're kind of gimping yourself a little bit. I've noticed that when I get attacked by things, they miss a lot. And so I'm ever to swap out my weapon. <laughs> you know, no. Yeah. So it's okay. You also get uh, the ability to fish up. And this is one of these strange things. The forms are all over the place. We get the ability to fish up boots. Okay. No idea. There are so many claims on this, I, I just don't bother with it. There are claims that there are special boots. People are like, yeah, no, but I caught that before I had that ability. Uh, there are people saying it's a throwback to when you used to catch up boots uh, or catch boots from fishing back in the day. There's tons of theories. So I don't it's know. a trait that increases your chance to catch something. And so, and so nobody can figure out what it is. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of speculation. It's not direct. Yeah. Gotcha. And anytime you have your fishing line in the water, you get a stealth effect, which is kind of nice because I've been fishing. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but you're fishing and all of a sudden, you know, some pat walks up and now you're aggroed. Like, I want it. Yeah. Go forage. Some, why are you here? <laughs> and now you got to kill that dude. So. <laughs> So that, that helps out a lot. Now I have, uh, I've unlocked, I haven't leveled up all, but I've unlocked all the uh, the traits, except for a couple, because there's another one that, that I didn't put down here, but you have the ability, and this is kind of cool, you fish into the school, and with one cast, you catch all the fish at once. It turns into a little Ooh. barrel on top of the, uh, the sp- I need that. Yeah. You yeah. go over and click the barrel. It just floats up like a little barrel. Oh. So it helps out. I mean, it's faster. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that way. So I know this question is probably on your mind. What led me to suddenly go from no fishing to stupid get fishing artifact fishing pole and level of fishing <laughs> and get all these achievements from everything else? Well, the simple truth of the matter is after the flood in the studio, I needed something to keep my mind. I needed something to do. I needed something to distract myself from the flood. And I have this USB foot pedal. It's actually got three pedals on it. Plugs in USB. I've used it in previous games, other games for different things. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool if I could actually fish with my three pedal macro, you know, just macro it up, use my foot pedals, USB foot pedals to, to fish. So I started writing some macros and I attached them to keybinds, and then I made the keybinds work with the pedals. So I have one that makes sure everything is equipped and I'm all buffed and everything else is good. I have another that casts. Got another one that does little other things. And then I reel in my catch. So as I'm fishing, now I can keep wow in a little window. 
well, not a little window, but a windowed mode or whatever, so I can, you know, have something on my other monitor. And I can watch Netflix or whatever and fish. Because when you're fishing, you turn down all the sound, all you hear is the bobber, and then it makes a noise when there's a fish on the line. So I'm not even really paying attention to the screen all that much. I'm just hitting foot pedals. And then it just became a, I'm hitting foot pedals, and now let's see how far this will go. And now look at this. I'm almost (laughs) done with each. I might as well just do this. So kind of snowballed. Now, there's a little bit of a complaint, but I have a very, very easy solution for said complaint. The complaint is, I've just done all this fishing to catch these rare fish, and now I need to go back out and fish more to catch these rare fish to level up my artifact fishing pole. I've just done this. Now i got to do the same thing. In most cases, when you are fishing with your rare fishing bait, you have a chance to catch. What's very, very, very important. I forgot to mention this when I was in my last, when we were talking about it. Very important thing here. When you have your rare fishing bait and you're supplied, that does not guarantee that you will catch up the rare fish. It is a chance of catching the rare fish. There is a notable exception to that rule. And this is the only way that I would and did level my artifact fishing pole. You get a, in Stormheim, from the uh, Stingray pools, you will get a Vicral ring. That Vicral ring gives you the ability to see a particular type of fish, which is like the Frufrenugan Rufashkin fish, because you're... Okay. Oh, yeah, that... Yeah, you're in the Nordic lands of... Yeah. When you are on that pool... That is all you catch is the rare fish. That's it. The Frufrenugan, whatever fish it is. I found a spot that every time that I use the Vicor ring, that school or that pool is right there, the same spot. Always. Has not failed me. And a very, very, very high percent of the time, I would estimate high 90% of the time, that I'm fishing and getting all the rare fish, I will also catch up a Vicor ring out of that same pool. Now, hearkening back to how much you get with the duration of your bait, you get added 8%, 8% every, every time you add artifact power to your weapon. The stronger your weapon is, the longer your bait lasts. So if you are fishing up in these Vicor pools for that unique fish, and all you're catching is that fish, you level up your artifact fishing pole very fast. So that's the trick. Is once you get the artifact fishing pole, Vicor rings. Vicor rings. All and, right. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take you to my little, my little honey hole is what they call it. I'll take you over there, and uh, I'll show you where it's at. All right, sounds good. Because it's very fast. People have complained about. It. I had no problem. I'm done. I've leveled it. So yeah, we're good to go there. So meet me in game. And if you guys really want to know where it is, uh, send me an email. Send it to podcast at hearthcast.com and uh, I will send you the coordinates of where that little spot is. But you got to be, you know, keep it to yourself. Can't share it with anybody. Well, Frank, before we go, a little update on the studio. It flooded out top down. There was a water main break, water pipe break uh, in our building. And it, we got the worst of it. We got the brunt of it, yeah. We did. We were told by the cleanup crew that we had it (laughs) the worst. Uh, We flooded top down. Mm-hmm. So ceiling down, we came in uh, in the morning and the ceiling was collapsed and there was, we were in inches yeah, of yeah, water. Yeah, water and it was raining down on us. It was us raining. As we were trying to clean <laughs> up and box everything up and get everything out. 
Uh, we did uh, suffer some losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost a couple computers. Uh, that's about it so far. Um, your computer survived. Yeah. Did they get that back to you? Yes. Okay, good. We lost our main computer. It's been replaced. We lost it. And uh, we lost a little Chromebook, but I'm not really worried about that. Don't know where we're at. Uh, we are today recording uh, in the Melrose Center in Orlando, Florida, in a uh, cool little uh, uh, live room. We'll take some pictures because it's cool in here. But don't know where we're at. And uh, we'll find more out as the week progresses. I you know, hopefully get to talk to the landlords and see what's going on. Because it's been a couple of weeks and we haven't had a lot of communication from yeah. them. So. <laughs> They've probably been a little busy. <laughs> yeah, a little busy. Yeah. But uh, keep, you know, keep, we appreciate you guys' patience as mm-hmm. we get some stuff. We tried to record last week and the quality just didn't pass. It just wasn't good. So I think we'll be fine this week. This is what you're getting. So appreciate you guys, uh, your support. And you're understanding your patience as we uh, muddle through this. I should have said wade through this. <laughs> yeah. Missed opportunity. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we really do appreciate you guys. And another thing you guys can always do for us is head on over to iTunes. Give us a rating there. Uh, leave leave a comment. Let people know how you like the show. That helps us. Also helps other people know if this was a show that they would like. want to thank our followers on Twitter and our friends on Facebook. And as we close this show... We really do want to thank all of you for listening. We love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastrec and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. You can support Hearthcast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting LootCrate.com forward slash HearthCast and using the offer code HearthCast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at Patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit HearthCast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grit Network.